Nikes, we're back. It's the Mob Squad Pod. It's episode 35, and my God, we're here. Aaron, we're here. We made it. It's an actual episode. Uh, who is this? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my name's Nick. Uh, you could also call me Nicholas, either one. Um, I run this podcast called the Mob Squad Pod. We talk about Rams football and other stuff. So glad you could make it. Man, it's been a long time. It has been a really long time. Uh, Manny is supposed to be joining us. Hopefully that happens soon, and we'll actually have all three of us here. Uh, Long story short, all of us have been super committed with life and work, and so that's why it's been like two months or whatever it's been since we've done an episode. Um, I know for me, I spent a week in Dallas, a week in Buffalo, and in between all that, I've had a lot of other commitments with work. So setting aside time to record and edit and all that other stuff just hasn't been <laughs> hasn't been there for me. And Aaron, I think you've had a lot of other stuff going on with work and potentially moving and all kinds of other stuff. So super busy. Yes. Interviews, uh, traveling as well. Been to Arizona. I was in Iceland for a week and a half. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, just been a life's been busy. I mean, it's been off season for football, so it's nice to kind of touch base and see where things are at. We have some important news that stirred up, I guess, with the uh, running back situation, which I'm sure we'll dabble into here soon. But yeah, well, definitely, I think we have to lead off with that. It'd be kind of, I guess, bad if we didn't. But uh, yeah, so we're here. We're gonna talk some Rams football, and like Aaron said, it has been the off season. So I guess if there ever was a time for us to not get together, at least it happened during the off season. Um, and there really hasn't been too much going on in the Rams world. There's been like little notes here and there, like they released another alternate jersey that you know, thankfully, wasn't absolute garbage like all the other ones have been. Um, and then it wasn't until just recently we had this really bad news about cam Akers. so on july 20th the news broke that he suffered a torn achilles while he was training so obviously he's going to be done for the year um and then you know innovations with modern medicine you never know how strong someone's going to bounce back from an injury but i don't know about you aaron but i have heard from other athletes in the past and other injuries uh, or should I say other people that have had this specific injury coming back from torn Achilles is not easy. It's actually a really hard. And some people never really get that explosiveness back. Yeah. I mean, with such a physical sport too, if you look at, I believe it was like Kevin Durant or even um, Clay Thompson, I believe they both tore their Achilles. Uh, I mean, shoot, uh, Clay Thompson's still not back. And uh, it took Kevin Durant, quite some time to get back in those against basketball. So not nearly the physicality as what like an NFL, especially running back is going to be enduring. And uh, a lot of the um, cutting uh, that uh, a running back is going to be doing versus, you know, somebody that's just playing NBA. So yeah, it, it could take a lot of time and who knows if he's, I mean, he's young, thankfully, but who knows if he's going to be able to fully recover from this. Yeah, that was that was my first thought was not even like the duration or how it impacts the team. Like my first thought was, oh, man, I hope when he comes back, he's at least himself, because that's just an injury that 
you never know. It's kind of a coin flip. Sometimes guys come back and it's like they never were hurt in the first place. And then other guys come back and they're just never the same. Um, it's kind of like the way ACL injuries used to be like 20 years ago. Guys would get ACL injuries. They'd be gone for a year and they'd come back. And sometimes they were shells of themselves and they never got back to that level. And now guys get an ACL and it's like, ah, no big deal. He'll be back in nine months. Yeah. And yeah, thankfully. But Achilles injuries don't seem to be that way. So we'll see. Obviously, we hope he comes back like he was because everything was trending towards him being maybe a sleeper, one of the best backs in the league this year. That's what some people were saying. I'm not saying I believe that, but a lot of people were kind of hyping him up to be that next great young back, which I'm, I think he's capable of. Don't know if that was going to happen this year. Um as far as how it impacts the team, what do you think is going to happen this season as far as do you think the offense is going to suffer? Do you think that the running backs we have now are okay? Like just offensively, where are you? I definitely think there's going to be a little bit of a setback with the running back situation. I mean, I think a lot of people saw uh, sparks of what cam Akers could uh, have brought to this team last year and even last year he was out with injuries and sharing the football with uh three different backs uh overall so uh, this year was supposed to be his year to really shine uh and now it's it's daryl henderson again so i feel like they're gonna have to weigh heavily heavily on daryl henderson which i think is a good option too i don't discredit daryl henderson i think he's gonna be an excellent option for them but there's not going to be, I don't think there's going to be that one-two punch with the running back situation because even looking at their depth chart, I'm not too familiar with some of these other running backs on the uh, depth chart here. So, I mean, not to say that one of these other guys is capable of stepping up and producing, but I see it being mostly uh, one running back, um, at least heavily one running back, Daryl Henderson in the backfield, unless they trade. For somebody else which is also another uh, option too yeah so I feel like I was not convinced going into this season that Sean McVay was actually going to have a balanced attack and have a good run game because he said that for basically since Todd Gurley left and that really hasn't happened we've had like glimpses of some strong you know games where there's rushing but then there's other games where Jared Goff was throwing the ball 40, 50 times. Uh, so I'm not convinced to begin with that we were going to have a good um, balanced attack this year. So I'm not super concerned that he's missing this year only because I didn't think we were going to be balanced anyway. Um, I feel like even more so now if you're going to put a bet on something like a future bet on something NFL related, I would say Matt Stafford over 5,000 yards and over 40 touchdowns, potentially MVP. I feel like those are all good bets because they're not going to have a strong running game even more so now. So it's all going to fall on Stafford and Robert Woods and Cooper cup and um, Deshaun Jackson, if they decide to use him, um, I hope to God they actually decide to use um, 
Higby. I was blanking on his name. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this year it's just going to kind of be like, I guess you could equate it to a throwback for like the greatest show on turf where it was just like, Hey, we're going to air it out. Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner, like, let's go. Well, they had Marshall Falk too. So, well, they did, but I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm just saying, going, I feel like you're they're hopeful. just going to like air you have it high out. Hopes for Stafford, don't you? I do not have high hopes for Stafford. Oh my gosh. Uh, I, mean, I do. If he could stay healthy, maybe. I mean, he's a, he's quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but yeah, I don't know. But when the defense is going to be primarily on, uh, you know, looking at the pass, uh, which you make a good point last year, I think um, it was very pass heavy for sure. So I think defenses lean towards that. Uh, and I do think Matthew Stafford is a little bit of a step up ahead of uh, Jared Goff. But um, but when you go to the uh to the Tory Hole Isaac Bruce days, I mean, you had Marshall Folk. So there the defense couldn't just uh focus primarily on the pass at that yeah. moment. Because Marshall so, Folk was amazing. We'll <laughs> see. I don't I don't know what the offense is gonna look like, but my bet would be it's gonna be a lot of airing it out and you know, Sean McVay trying to out scheme people and just win games that way. Um yeah, obviously the defense is really good, so they don't need to score yeah. thirty or forty points a game. Um, but I feel like they're going to try because that's kind of yeah. Sean's thing. Um, the I team gotta... has said oh. at least everything that I've seen. The team has basically said that as of now they're staying with who they got and they don't plan on making any trades or anything like that. But even if they were going to do that, obviously they wouldn't tell us. But Daryl Henderson, like you said, good back. Uh, he has shown to be a little injury prone, so that's a concern. And then the other guy that's on the roster that they drafted in the seventh round, Jake Funk, he's had not one but two ACL injuries, which one, I'm like, yeah, sure, it happens. Two, that kind of concerns me. I don't know how reliable he's going to be, but we'll see what happens. Um so there's the trade possibility. They could trade for somebody. Um, there's also the free agent route, which there's some interesting names on the free agent list. Uh, Duke Johnson is out there. Dukey. Yeah. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is out there. Oh. Um, LaShawn McCoy is out there. TJ Yeldon, he's out there. Bo Scarborough, uh, former Alabama great, <laughs> he's out there. Adrian Peterson, he's available. And then the one that's, I guess, the most polarizing amongst Rams fans right now is Todd Gurley. <laughs> Todd Gurley's out there. So didn't he just get picked up or is he not? I don't know. Maybe I missed that. But last I saw, he was he was available. Um, I, I, now you got me questioning. I <laughs> Let me double check. But I will say the last thing I saw was an interview that Eric Dickerson did, and he strongly was in favor of bringing Todd Gurley back, which I personally disagree with. And that's what I was going to ask you is, where do you sit on, would you prefer the team make a trade? Or would you prefer the team just try, like, maybe, you know, catch lightning in a bottle, sign one of these free agents, like a low, uh, you know, low downside kind of guarantee contract and see what you get? 
Yeah, I'm just looking too. Maybe he didn't sign with anybody. But um, I mean, I love Todd Gurley. He was an excellent player uh, when he was with the Rams. But uh, I definitely feel like his heart wasn't in the game anymore. Um, even towards the last couple seasons with the Rams there. And uh, I, after hearing who's available on the free agency list, I mean, I don't know what a Le'Veon Bell could bring to the table if they were to snag him up. And I mean, because really, who did he play with the Jets? So uh, he didn't really have. Yeah, he went from the Jets to the Chiefs and the Chiefs (laughs) really didn't do anything. That's true. He he was with the Chiefs, huh? Yeah. And after he left the Chiefs, he basically, you know, burned that bridge completely to the ground because he had some not nice things to say about Andy (laughs) Reid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see them going for maybe a free agent, but um, I'm not sure about Todd Gurley. Uh, I, I would love to see the guy be successful again. I I just don't think he's – I don't think his heart's in the game. Yeah, so based on what I'm seeing, it looks like he is still a free agent. So he is out there. Um, I strongly disagree with uh, Eric Dickerson. I don't think they should bring him on. I don't know why they would. Um I feel like if you're going to do a low risk contract and and bring someone in on a flyer, honestly, out of all the people on this list, I am most comfortable with Adrian Peterson, which is crazy because I think Adrian Peterson's like 45 years old or something. Um, But of all the people out there on the free agent list, I'm the most comfortable with him because he really hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. He's still productive He's not obviously, you know, Adrian Peterson, MVP Vikings running back, but he's not terrible and you're not going to be paying him a lot, most likely. So I feel like if you're going to take a flyer on somebody, take a flyer on Adrian Peterson. Um, All right. Go for the old guy there. What about yeah, uh, I like I said, I, I feel like he can still be consistent and he's shown to be relatively injury free. Um, I feel like if you're going to bring in someone on just kind of a low risk, high reward contract, I'm comfortable with, with him. These other guys, you know, Bo Scarborough hasn't shown to really do much. Uh, TJ Yeldon, he hasn't really shown to, you know, be anything. LaShawn McCoy hasn't been anything for a while. Yeah. So Dukey's been mostly backup. Yeah. And Le'Veon Bell is just flat out toxic. Yeah, it's just Yeah, I mean there is the there's that risk with him being Yeah. And I feel like I feel like the Rams locker room is pretty tight knit and those guys are all, you know, gelling and cool with each other. I feel like if you bring in a guy like um Bell, that's just I feel like it's not a good mix. He just doesn't seem to be the team first guy. Like, I just want to fit in. I want to help. He very much seems like the kind of guy that's like, hey, I'm here to get paid. Stay the hell out of my way. Uh, What are you going to do to help me be better? What are you going to do to help me get paid kind of thing? So I don't feel like that just meshes with this team. And I feel like he's also the kind of guy where if we had a game where Stafford threw 50 times and, you know, Bell had uh, three catches and only ran the ball eight times and didn't do anything. He would be pissed about it and he'd probably cry to the media. And so I don't know. I I don't see that happening. You know, Uh, the Rams had their most success though. I mean, again, it was with Todd Gurley, but they used him a lot in the passing game. 
Yeah. But again, Jared Goff. So Matthew Stafford's got a little bit stronger, I think. Yeah. So we'll see how, what the team decides to do. I certainly don't take them at their word that they're just completely content with the guys they have on the roster. I don't buy that. Um, I don't think they're going to go the trade route. I don't. I just don't see that because I feel like they've traded so many assets already for who they have. I feel like at some point they have to just stop with all the trades. I, I, I could be wrong. Les Snead could tell me go F myself and he'll make a trade for someone, I guess. But I feel like at some point they're just going to have to start using the guys they have in house or an undrafted free agent. They're going to go some other route. You can't just keep trading for, for everybody and keep losing all our first and second round picks. Yeah. Um, Don't even get me started on the first round. Oh, man. Yeah. The so Matthew Stafford dra- or uh, trade just eats me up still. Yeah. Well, uh, you got some fire takes about Stafford, I think, that'll be good when we start getting into the season. <laughs> uh, I'm curious, though. Do you think. Do you think if Matthew Stafford doesn't produce this year, is Sean McVay in the hot seat? Because I think he should be because they gave up a lot for this guy. And if they do not produce, I I feel like I I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Like if Stafford totally has a a bad year and the Rams only win nine games or whatever, I don't think they're going to put the blame on McVay. And I don't think they should either if it's not entirely, but I I think if it gets into next season and it's, it starts off bad again, then maybe, but I feel like if he has one bad year this year, I I think he's kind of off the hook because we always kind of give people that one year grace period, like, Hey, new head coach, new system. I kind of, I feel like he probably gets a pass. Um, but right. we'll, I mean, <laughs> who might, knows? I mean, the yeah, team has expectations now because they made it to a Super Bowl. They still have Aaron Donald. They still have Jalen Ramsey. Like the team has Super Bowl expectations. So who knows? I mean, the LA fan base still isn't at the level of a Steelers, Packers, um, Patriots. They still don't, they're not at that level even nationally, like with media outlets and stuff. So I don't know who is going to make a big stink out of it, but I feel like he'd probably get a pass this year. All right. It's just me being bitter. But okay. Maybe. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm still bitter about the shitty uniforms that we have now. <laughs> um, so it is what it is. We all have things that we're bitter about. It's fine. Um, some other stuff in the news just kind of nfl related big picture there's a big story that broke yesterday regarding teams and their covid protocols and uh, the nfl informed their clubs that if a game can't be rescheduled during the normal 18 week season due to a covid outbreak among unvaccinated players the team with the outbreak will forfeit that game and they'll be credited with a loss. So that's actually, that's like massive because there is a lot of teams and a lot of players that are choosing to not get vaccinated, which is their choice. And now the NFL is 
mandating without mandating essentially that you should be vaccinated because if something were to happen and there's an outbreak like what we've seen you know very well as a Yankee fan um they've had several covid outbreaks and if something were to happen during the season now and there's an outbreak on the Rams and those players are unvaccinated, that game is going to be forfeited. And if that happens against a division opponent or if it happens late in the season and you're trying to get the number one seed or something, that could be really big. So this is kind of like a a polarizing issue now because it went from being you can be vaccinated, that's your choice, to now the NFL is essentially saying you don't have to be vaccinated, but if you're not and something happens, it's your fault. You're getting a loss and you're also, you're not getting your game check. So that was kind of a big story when that happened yesterday. Did you have any, I'm sure you've got some thoughts and opinions on that. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a, this is like a political debate almost. Should everybody get vaccinated? Should it is. Not? And that's that's the crazy part about the whole vaccine thing. And yeah. obviously we're not a political podcast, but that's the crazy thing about the vaccine is it's turned into a political issue and it's not. It's it's literally it's uh, a uh, it's a health concern for. for yeah, sure. it's it's just a health issue. Like you either want it or you don't. And you have your reasons why you do or you don't. It's not a political thing. It should not be a political thing. Um, but it's more of like taking the people feel like their rights are being taken away, I guess. Um, and they're being forced to take a vaccination, which some people are comfortable with. Obviously, I, I've been vaccinated. I traveled outside the country, but um, some people aren't. And do you force them to get it? Uh, like if my job were to fire me because I didn't want to get vaccinated or I couldn't get a job somewhere because I didn't want to get vaccinated. I mean, I guess that's kind of taking away people's rights. However, uh, it is a big health concern and um, it's, it's a tough, uh, it's a tough situation. I mean, this was big news and you're seeing too, that there's been a couple coaches uh, in the NFL too, that are, are leaving the team due to them not wanting to be vaccinated. Yeah, that uh, happened just today, actually. I think it was a coach from the Vikings and a coach from the Patriots, and the Patriots, right? yeah, Cole Popovich from the Patriots. Um, yeah, and I think it was the Vikings, too. I can't remember um, which individual it was. But, yeah, I did see updates on, on that as well. So uh, I, I was surprised to see that information come out such as the forfeiting a game it could uh, be it could potentially affect the team um in their playoff hopes uh <laughs> i don't know how to even answer that i i i mean i'm 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 pro vaccine i i i think people it doesn't but I, I don't know i'm not a health professional so <laughs> i don't know so that's a tough question yeah it's it's like a really sticky situation to put people in because you're asking people to potentially forfeit wins and also game checks. So you're messing yeah. with people's livelihoods. Mm -hmm. So that's a really tough one. Um, I don't know. 
it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out during the season because I don't know how the I don't see this playing out okay. Like at okay. some point, something's going to happen, and either a team owner or the NFLPA, someone's going to get upset and they're going to have a problem with the league and the commissioner's office. And I think there's going to be some maybe potential lawsuits or something bad is going to happen. I just don't see how this goes through totally. Okay. No issues, no problems. I'm not buying that one. Oh, not at all. Speaking of issues and problems, Manny has just joined us in case you couldn't tell by the ambient noise in the microphone. What's up, Manny? What's up boys? Listen, I, Wait a minute. Are you able to hear me? Yep. Oh yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, first off, my apologies. Um, for anybody that watches the news, South Florida has been under major uh, protests for the last two, three weeks. Um, and unfortunately, I wish I knew that there was one going to happen at five o'clock Eastern. I would have left uh, work earlier, but hey, I made it. I apologize. We're here. Oh man. Yeah. It's been a minute. <laughs> here we go. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so just as a quick recap, what you missed, we already talked about the Cam Akers situation, mm. which is the biggest thing going on in, in Rams mm. news. So we already gave our thoughts and opinions on that one. Um, do you want to give your two cents on what the team should do, uh, what you think they're going to do, or how you think this affects the offense? Well, first off, I don't know who's out there in free agency. That's number one. Number two, uh, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, actually. We we talked okay. about that. So okay. I'll give you the okay, names so then, really quick. No, no, but then let me just ask you guys this, since you guys already went through it. Is there a couple of guys here that you feel confident that we can plug in into this offense? I think there's one guy. Name. That's it. So I don't know. Aaron, How did you? Yeah, I said Le'Veon Bell. Okay. And Nick, who did you say? Uh, I said, I I said, said. Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Um, Le'Veon, I mean, listen, we, 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 we all saw that saga with Kansas City, but when you look at the Rams running back spot right now, there's not a girly there, no more Malcolm Brown, not saying that he would have made a difference. And the one guy that I thought that might've had a blowout, um, season, especially with Matt Stafford at quarterback is now out for the year. Um, so maybe Bell gets the touches. We know he can run the football. We know he can definitely catch it. Um, Peterson, maybe if you use them on first down and second, maybe a little bit, and then you use Bell towards the red zone per se, and then you use them a lot on third down. Um, listen, we all know that Sean McVay loves screens, and if there's any running back that caught a lot of passes behind the line of scrimmage <laughs> during his NFL career, that was definitely Le'Veon Bell. Um, I will say this: it's very unfortunate. I'm not going to lie. When I saw the news, I was really hurt because I expected Cam to be a major part of this offense. Um, but the bright side is if it was golf at quarterback and this would have happened, I would have probably felt more nervous because the last time I remember Matthew Stafford playing in Detroit, he had a good, I guess, good, good running backs, but not to the point where they became like the focal offense. Right. You don't but think Amir I- Abdullah is a Hall of Famer, dude? Jesus Christ. Who could have been? <laughs> yeah. Who? Listen, nothing against running backs out of cow, but only Marshawn Lynch can come out of that grip and tell me that it's worth it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Um, listen, Matt Stafford never really had a running back spot, but he did have Megatron for all these years. And when I look at this offense, we don't have that. So I think collectively it's going to be up to Stafford, 
and, you know, the offense per se as a whole. And I think now McVay has to go back, not go back to the drawing board, but thank God he has Matthew Stafford. Because imagine if golf was that quarterback and now you lose your one playmaker that you can actually count on that knows the playbook, knows the offense going to their second season. Um, so yeah, that's my take. Listen, thank God we have, we have Stafford and not golf. Cause I, cause I would feel like the offense is more in trouble. Um, I would go though, Bell over Peterson. That's just me, but you need a running back though, regardless. So we all have different opinions on this then because Aaron said that he thinks Stafford is essentially overrated and he doesn't think Stafford's going to have that good of a year anyway. All right. Well, Look, I never, I didn't say I don't think we'll have a good year, but I don't think we should have gave up two first round picks and Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. Okay, so I thought that was so. Yeah, not, Aaron, Aaron, you have to win, buddy. We got to win now. The so time Goff is now. Still, Goff still won if he could just. Stop yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Over. He did. So we did. No, we Stafford, did. Stafford's going to be hurt by game nine. And then so so Aaron's on the fence. About Stafford, you think Stafford's going to be Manny? You think Stafford's going to be fine, essentially? If and he I'm, doesn't get hurt, if he doesn't get hurt, and, and Nick, we, and and one quick thing, we did talk about this, um, maybe three pods ago, which seems like a long time ago. We all forget if the Rams win the Super Bowl, nobody remembers all these first round picks. Nobody remembers that. So that's all yeah. I'll say. And I then feel. I'm I of remember. the opinion that. I don't think losing Cam Akers is that big of a deal because I don't think Sean McVay was ever going to commit to a run game or any kind of balanced attack at all. So I personally don't even, I don't want to say I don't care that he's gone. I would mm -hmm. much rather he's on the team, obviously, but I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal that he's not on the team this year. So I personally, when I saw the news, I was like, that sucks, but we're okay. So that's kind of where I'm at with the whole thing. Um, that's just that's just me. I, I I until Sean McVay proves to me that he can have a balanced attack, um, and not just throw a bunch of screens and throw the ball fifty times a game. I'm not. Well, so, you know. well, in in retrospect to what Aaron is saying, which I kind of see where he's going with it, saying that Stafford might not survive after nine weeks. Matthew Stafford is not really your, you know, your average guy who's going to make it a full season if you don't actually have a running game or do something else besides throwing the ball 40 plus times a game. Right. I mean, I, like I said, I don't know. And you know, this is not an, I know an offense that can probably survive with Stafford throwing that much, not knowing what your left tackle situation is and not knowing if your you know, head coach is going to decide to run the ball a decent amount of times during a game and not just say, well, we're going to run it in the first quarter 20 times and then pass it for the rest of the game. So I can see where Aaron is going with it, but I'm sure McVay knows, listen, I cannot have Matthew Stafford going shotgun or throwing the ball 40 plus times if we plan on winning. I think this offense could totally function between 30, 40. Like I totally think that's doable. I don't, if, if Sean McVay, that this offensive genius can't make this offense work with Matthew Stafford, um, Deshaun Jackson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, Tyler Higby. Like, if he can't make this offense work and pass 30 or 40 times if they need to, that's I think that's a problem. I don't think that's going to happen because I think this offense can do that. But 
Yeah, like I said, I, that's just where I'm at on this one. I don't think it's a huge deal that Acres is gone. Uh, I, I don't think it's going to be a, a huge impact, but we'll I see. would, yeah, I would feel better though if we had a deep threat. And do not tell me that Deshaun Jackson is a deep threat because he's, he's not. Not he has exactly. Woods. Robert, Robert is Woods is a threat. deep threat going side to side. <laughs> like he's not a deep threat. He can do going some. He can do some posts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. So then. The other thing that we were just talking about when you came in, Manny, is basically the story that broke yesterday and is kind of still unfolding today is the COVID protocol that the NFL is mandating or instituting, I should say, where if a COVID outbreak happens during the regular season, um, the team that has the outbreak and if it's a result of unvaccinated players, that team is going to forfeit that game. And also, those players do not get their game checks as well. So that's kind of what we were talking about. And it's kind of an ethical issue at this point, whether the NFL should be essentially mandating the vaccine because they're mandating it without mandating it. That's kind of like the weird gray area that they're operating in. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where we were at in the conversation is, should they even be doing that? Do you think that that's fair you know, um, that kind of thing. So I will say that um, I do work for the Florida Panthers and they did send out an email explaining to their employees that, you know, if we weren't vaccinated, we would not be allowed in certain areas. Um, I see what you're saying, though, when the NFL is saying they're not telling you to get vaccinated. They're just saying if there's a COVID outbreak and you're not vaccinated, guess what? Game over. Um, again, listen. We all have a right to do what we want to do, right? Whether you want to get vaccinated or not, that's your personal choice. That's your personal thing. But it's quite clear that jobs, like, you know, they're not telling you to do it, but they're now kind of, I guess, not threatening, but but they're wording it in such a way that it definitely does make you think twice, right? Um, Again, we saw last year what happened. Um, during the whole season, and listen, I don't think it was fair that the Tennessee Titans had, what, like three, four weeks off, and then they played, and then, you know, there's teams that actually, you know, never got anything, but yeah, they had to play week in and week out, um, you know, but again, this is a league that's full of money. This is a league that wants to make sure that the games are played. For them to say that there's an outbreak, and if one, and if you guys, certain group is unvaccinated, you guys are going to get punished. You know, if if I'm a rookie, right, and if I'm reading this, I don't want to get, you know, my checks taken away from me, you know? Now, how are the veterans taking this? That's my question. How is, you know, the players rep upstairs now taking this? Are there not going to be, you know? So those are questions that we all have to ask ourselves because, listen, a Pro Bowl player knows that they're going to make their millions, right? So they want to take care of that. A rookie is saying, well, I don't want to get suspended or I don't want to lose any checks. I might have to get vaccinated just to make sure that if this happens, it's not pointed to me. So the we've kind of seen this play out today, actually, on Twitter. Um, how this is kind of happening or how this is affecting teams, because there are players that are very hey it's my choice i don't want to get it and then there's other players that are like you're selfish you should be getting it and 
Cole Beasley of the Bills has been kind of front and center for the players that are choosing to not get it because it's their choice and they don't want to get it. And one of the guys on his team, Jerry Hughes, is they're basically not having a feud necessarily, but they're having a, 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 a discussion about, you know, Jerry Hughes is on the side of you're being selfish. You should be getting the vaccine because we need you and you're hurting the team potentially. And Cole Beasley's like, hey, it's my choice. If I don't want to get it, I don't want to get it. I don't have to. So we're kind of seeing in real time how this is affecting certain teams where it could cause a problem in the locker room because certain guys just don't want to get it. And then there's going to be the guys that do get it, and they're going to look across the locker room and say, hey, you're a dickhead because you're not getting the vaccine. What's wrong with you? You're potentially costing us wins. So... Like, and that's kind of where I left off on the conversation when you joined was I feel like at some point during the season, the NFLPA or someone is going to get involved and there's going to be an issue with this because Correct. I don't see how they can get away with this because they're working in such a gray area where they're mandating, but not mandating. So there's got, I just don't see how they, this goes through their whole season and there's not a problem, but We'll, we'll see. I, I'm curious, too, with uh, international play, if they're going to be doing that oh, or not. Great point, are, Aaron. Great point, they, Aaron. Yeah, <laughs> You're so right on that one. Because right now, England, going. yeah, because right now in the UK, like, apparently the cases are just skyrocketing. It's like, well, dude, you guys had about eight games in the Euros, and the games were fully failed, and there was nobody wearing a mask. I'm like, what did you think was going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just saying, too, for any time they're going to be traveling internationally, they need to be vaccinated to get into maybe any country aside from Mexico or whatnot. But uh, I mean, the next. I was going to say, just as of now, I don't know, this might change, but as of now, there's two games scheduled for London this season Falcons and Jets, and then Jaguars, Dolphins. So, I mean, listen, let's look at the Rams, right? Let's just say for the theory, I'm not saying he had or not. Let's say Aaron Donald is vaccinated, but let's say that some somebody on his team is not. And the Rams all of a sudden are in the driver's seat or probably clinching a playoff berth or something. What happens if the team tests positive? What happens if it's that one teammate that tested positive and they get hurt by it? I don't know about you guys, but there's going to be issues in that locker room. How does a head coach even begin to try to sort that out, right? And it's going to come down to, you know, what's really going to occur because it's just a, it's, it's such a tricky situation, man. And it's, it's, wow, it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. what if, what if you're in the playoffs and somebody gets, oh, it? even worse. Yeah. <laughs> even worse. Yeah. Can you imagine if that happens in a team like in the AFC championship or NFC championship or something has to forfeit the game because they literally can't play. Like, I don't think that would happen like for that situation specifically because they have the bye week built in between the championship round and the Super Bowl, So they would probably just play the, the game the next week. And then you probably wouldn't get a bye going into the Super Bowl. Um, but still, that possibility exists. You could be in the playoffs, and in football, it's one and done. It's not best of three or best of seven or whatever. So it's entirely possible you could get bounced and not even play the game. So it's 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 really a, a sticky situation, and it's going to be 
it's going to be really weird to see how this plays out into the season. It's going to play a, a role at some point. It has to. It's just going to because even if you're vaccinated, you can still test positive. We've seen that. So the vaccination isn't 100% effective. It's it's supposed to lower your chance and it's supposed to help you with your mm-hmm. symptoms and stuff if you do catch mm-hmm. it. But just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you're 100% immune. So it's going to happen at some point. Some a, a vaccinated player might test positive or, or something, and the NFL is going to have to explore this, and you know we'll see where it goes. But I feel like it's going to cause a, a cluster when it does happen. Um, one of the last bits of NFL news I thought was worth talking about is the situation that's kind of unfolding in uh, Green Bay. Because not only is the whole Aaron Rodgers thing falling apart and word on the street is he just wants out and he there's no shot he's coming back. Now, the word that came out today is Devontae Adams has broken off his long term contract extension with the team and there's no plans to, you know, talk again. And that sounds like they left that contract uh, discussion on bad terms. So now your franchise quarterback is potentially out. And now your your number one wide receiver, one of the best wide receivers in the league is also like, Hey, we're done. I'm not, I don't want to extend. I don't want to be here. Raiders, and, you know, Raiders. he's oh going to go back with car. So, so now it's kind of like, okay, well, this is another powerhouse NFC team. Um, and if you remember right, the team that beat, the Rams and took him out of the playoffs last year was the Packers. So you have a team that's potentially losing Aaron Rodgers, and who knows if it gets really bad, Devontae Adams might request a trade or might decide to hold out and not play. So that's potentially really big as well. I was just curious, like your guys' thoughts on the Packers situation as a whole, because everyone kind of has a theory on what they should do. Some people are of the opinion Aaron Rodgers is under contract and he should play. Other people are of the opinion it's his choice. If he doesn't like his contract or he doesn't like the team, he doesn't have to. And now we got the Devontae Adams thing. So just kind of what your guys' thoughts are on the situation going on in Green Bay. It's a little go ahead, Aaron. Oh, you want me to go ahead? All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, go ahead. Hey, look at hey, Derek Carr was talking about bringing Devontae Adams, his old teammate, over to the Raiders, and they were going. They're chipping back and forth a little bit. So I'm hoping this might actually happen. This would be magical, Devontae Adams <laughs> to the Raiders. I would not be disappointed with that. If he was uh, out of the NFC, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, well, there you same go. Same here, same here, because he's an eagle killer. <laughs> I, was, oh, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, I'm not. If he decides to leave and go to the AFC, I'm not going to be mad. Um, I mean, there's clearly something going on uh, with the Packers if you got your two best players wanting out. Uh, and I think Aaron Rodgers, um, he's probably made enough money that if he doesn't want to, and yeah, if he, he's got his double check, I'm sure he's getting his his little side piece there with the financials, but um, if he wants to sit out this year or whatnot, I mean, uh, take the, take the hit pay wise. How how wild would it be if Aaron Rodgers just decided to retire from the NFL? And then in like two years, he started playing again for like the XFL. (laughs) 
That would be interesting, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I think the XFL is supposed to come back in 2023, I think, now. Um, so that How would just be wild. He's, get, he's getting older now, isn't he? Yeah, but quarterbacks now, Tom Brady's what, 46, 45, something? I mean, quarterbacks like nowadays, they play until they're in their <laughs> late 40s. Okay, yeah, he's Nick, uh, I also said the same thing, and then I saw Tom Brady win a Super Bowl with a torn knee, man. So I don't know how much that goes into this conversation when you bring up Tom Brady anymore in anything. He, I just oh. quarterbacks nowadays play so long. I mean, granted, you have to get lucky with you have to have some good offensive lines, no prior issues. Aaron Rodgers has never really had any major issues or anything. Yeah. So I mean, listen, I will say this: the part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks does not owe anything to the Green Bay Packers. Absolutely nothing. So this whole narrative that the certain Packer fans are saying, well, Aaron Rodgers should just get in line. He's under contract. I'm like, guys, relax, okay? The man literally has been your guy for more than a decade. Won you a Super Bowl. Could have made it to a lot more others. Guess what? Your general manager would have been able to put a little bit more pieces around him, okay? But obviously that wasn't the case. And now it is what it is. He's fed up with it. You paired him up with a rookie head coach, which I would say Matt LaFleur has done a wonderful job when it comes to at least getting his team into the playoffs, but has folded in consecutive seasons in title games, okay? And it's not about getting there. It's about winning it, right? So, again, like I said, I don't think Aaron Rodgers owes anything to the Green Bay Packers. Um, I'm probably saying that because, to me, Aaron Rodgers is my guy. That's my quarterback until the day I die. And maybe that's why I'm like in support of whatever he does. But, you know, I have seen them take teams like, you know, to the playoffs with less than what, than what he's had. Um, so, but it's quite clear with, with this news of Devontae Adams. I mean, dude, like that right there should already be telling you, why am I going to sign an extension when my guy hasn't even committed to this season, Right. Not saying that, you know, Love cannot be, you know, the next quarterback for the Packers, but it's quite clear that his guy, Devontae Adams, is on Aaron Rodgers' side. And, geez, can you imagine a scenario where Rodgers goes to a team and Devontae Adams goes, hey, I'll go with you on a two-year deal, on a three-year deal. Why not? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the Green Bay Packers are left wondering, shit, what do we do? We don't have a quarterback. We don't have a go-to wide receiver. We drafted a guy. He's going to have to be it. And the fan base is going to be like, well, I, you know, is this going to be rebuilding now? You know, it's, it's it's just a scenario which it's carried on, right? I mean, we've, we have we knew about this after the Super Bowl, probably after the game back in January, right? We're already halfway through the year and nothing has been solved. And training camp is just around the corner, yeah. you know? So, so at not, some point, this has to get solved. Not only is Aaron Rodgers probably on the move, we still, I think people forgot, we still don't know where Deshaun Watson's going to end up because he's mm. basically, he's already said multiple times through his agent, like, hey, I'm out. I'm not playing here. So Aaron Rodgers, potentially a new team, and Deshaun Watson. And is Deshaun going to even play? I mean, yeah, we don't know that's yet. That's the thing. Correct, we don't know. Correct. correct. But – I, I have this weird feeling that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up in Denver. 
I have nothing to back that up on. I just I have this. Oh, weird so you thing. have uh, you have good connection with Mark Schlereth then, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like Denver has the pieces. Like they got Jerry Judy, and they've got um, I'm blanking on the other wide receiver's name right now. But Aaron right now is just cringing. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I've been I've been reading the news that the Broncos would be the front line for uh, for Rodgers oh. if. Oh, really? So I didn't weird. even know that. I didn't yeah, even know that. I, I literally just in my head, I'm thinking of teams and I'm thinking like, OK, where would Aaron Rodgers go? Where would he fit? And the yeah. first team that comes to my mind is Denver. I feel like if he yeah. went to Denver, they're immediately a contender, maybe not like a Super Bowl contender, um, but they could yeah. make the playoffs. They, I mean, and who you're talking about is Cortland Sutton. But yes, uh, that's who it is. Thank you. And they got Melvin Gordon. I mean, they would I would think with Aaron Rodgers, that would be. Oh, they picked up Teddy Bridgewater. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> that would be a lock. I, I mean, well, Drew Lock. Uh, uh, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the offense would be be dangerous. And I don't yeah, know. I, yeah. I, I, I just, and then they uh, might add Devontae Adams if he ends up going with them to Denver. I mean, no, good night, no, AFC no, West, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's like, going no. to the Raiders. Okay. Our Raider fans, our Raider fans were like, "Geez, first the Chiefs, all the Broncos." Okay, it's quite clear we're like the third best. Yeah. Hey, that's better than the fourth. You got to you got to admit, Devontae Adams would look really good on a Raider jersey. He would. He would. Yeah, yeah he, he would. really would. Definitely, so. definitely would. Pair, I'm telling you, pair him back up with Derek Carr. I know they want to make it happen. It, it wouldn't surprise chance. me. Not at this point. Not after some of the stuff that we've seen today. So we'll see. Uh, last thing we'll finish up with a little bit of housekeeping. I saw something on twitter and it was manny's twitter specifically and i wanted to go at him on twitter about it but i said you know i'm gonna wait until we have a podcast and i'll oh boy we'll address <laughs> we'll, we'll address it then so i can't remember i think this was about a week ago or so and you sent out a tweet and you said something to the effect of imagine grown men talking about wrestling and i was fully tilted i was i was like manny what the what you talking shit right now you gonna talk shit about wrestling dude so i have a bone to pick with you about your wrestling take go ahead i think it sucks that's my take i think i think your take sucks how about that hey listen if you want to pay for a pay-per-view to watch people that already kind of know what's going to happen and they're going to celebrate when a guy like John Cena, who hasn't been seen in 20 years, shows up. Hey, I'm not saying don't. But when my Twitter timeline, oh, my God, money in the bank and championship. Did you see John Cena? What a suplex. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, can we actually tweet about something that's real? You want and to then, that's and then no, hold on, hold on, hold on. And then I got the responses from a lot of people. Well, why can't you just enjoy things? I'm like, yeah, I enjoy things. When I tweet about soccer, you guys dislike it to the – to the hundred in fact, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But that's real. That's my that's, that's my real. whole argument that I, I've never understood with people when they're like anti wrestling. It's fun. That's all it is. It's fun. It's yeah. just a that- grown ass man drinking beer and watching somebody fall from a hundred feet up in the air for a fake freaking belt. It's fun. fun. Okay, gotcha. okay, That's gotcha. how I know people just don't know how to have fun. They can't enjoy wrestling. <laughs> but this guy who who thinks that's crazy gets a tattoo of an Adidas shoe on his arm, and that makes sense. Did you actually get you got that tattoo, or was that a picture oh, of somebody really? else getting that tattoo? No, 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 no. no, he got a tattoo of a shoe. 
but no, I, I wrestling am, I am is, is stupid. Head. I'm a diehard sneakerhead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That's my I'm just making sure we're all on the same page. That's you, all. you know what, Nick? You know what, Nick? Now that I know that you're a huge wrestling guy, I will make sure to catch up weekly. Just so I can talk with you. No, so you know what's funny. Back on your good side. No, you know what's funny is when I was growing up, I grew up in like the heart of wrestling popularity in like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand. That's when I was Undertaker. Okay, I watched it too. Die Hard. Trust me, I watched five six shows a week. I would sneak the pay per view payments from my dad just so I could watch it. That's a whole nother level. That's awesome. So (laughs) I, that's kind of like when I came up into it and that's when I really fell in love with it. But the past like three, four, five years, however long it's been, I've only gotten a chance to watch a few shows here and there. I just don't understand because I can still watch it and I can still enjoy it. Um, Not so much the WWE stuff because it's kind of cartoonish and bad, but a lot of the other companies, especially like AEW and some of those other ones, I can still watch an occasional show and be like, damn, this is awesome. That's my only thing is how some people could be so anti, like to me, it's just anti fun. Like it's literally just an excuse to get together with the boys and just watch wrestling. Like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. No, it's like, it's like I said, I don't have nothing people that watch it, but just for the simple fact that my entire timeline was for about somebody climbing up a damn ladder to pick, to pick up a briefcase. And then, all of a sudden, John Cena comes out. I'm like, dude, like, the dude's still alive. Like, why are you all of a sudden I've, tweeting yeah. out hearts and, you know, love emojis? Like, dude, I have like, never <laughs> been a John Cena guy, just for the record. You know, I, want the, I want the record to reflect I'm not a John Cena guy. The listen, Marine. listen, listen. Yeah, attended, one of Aaron's attended, favorite movies, The Marine. I attended WrestleMania here in Miami, okay? I think it was about 10 years ago. And I hated it because my seat was being covered by a damn palm tree. Okay, I could not see a damn thing. I remember that WrestleMania because I remember people were pissed about that. You couldn't see anything, man. The damn yeah. punch recovered at least an entire quarter section. And those yeah. seats were not cheap, by the way. Those yeah, seats and- were a good $400, $500. Yeah, and well, that's the, what you um, get for going to a wrestling match. Oh Listen, I did it. I this. went. I, I went because so my friends were into it back then. With my life. The Aaron, oh, yeah, Aaron. Go, I would rather, go to nature rather travel, up, Aaron. And take I would rather the set up valleys, a wrestling Aaron. ring in my backyard <laughs> and actually wrestle around the, with people versus sit down and actually watch that stuff. Well, Aaron, I'm, I'd rather do a pages. puzzle. Oh, I, I would God. rather do a puzzle than watch. Aaron, I think you forget men. that I don't live that far from you, and I can come <laughs> mess you up in person, dog. All right, <laughs> watch. Let's do this, oh, buddy. Let's do this. So a conversation that started with me getting the hate now comes with Aaron being the worst one. Hey, I yeah. love it. <laughs> out of control. Out of control. But anyway, uh, it was. Good I'll tell you one thing, though. I will tell you one thing. If the Rams don't make the playoffs because of a player testing positive and it's not Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's going to superplex somebody. <laughs> he probably right will. And he could. He literally could. Because we anybody. are wasting. We are wasting a century talent. You heard me. Century talent at that position, if that happens. I don't know if anyone has seen Vince Wilfork lately, if anyone remembers Vince Wilfork, but I definitely do. <laughs> go ahead and Google image what Vince Wilfork looks like right now. And Aaron Donald could body slam Vince Wilfork. That's what he would do to somebody if they did not make the playoffs because of some bogus crap like that. So. Aaron Donald carries Vince Wilfork on his body with muscles. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> That's how much it is. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, it was 
great to get everyone back together. Like we said at the beginning, it's off season. So not a huge deal that we missed a lot of time because there's not a whole lot going on, but also life was just crazy with Aaron traveling, me traveling. Manny's been working for the Panthers. It's been crazy. But as the season approaches, we'll get into more of a rhythm and flow. We'll get some more episodes out to you guys. If you are still listening, thank God. I mean, you're you're a real one. We do this for you, man. Um, thanks for listening. As always, we'll be back soon. I'm not going to commit to a date because I don't know when the next one's going to be. But we'll be back, and we'll be back soon-ish. Thanks for listening, as always, guys.